0: My sister lives in Portland, Maine, and earlier this year, my son and I made the journey north for a visit. While there, we wanted to seek out the quintessential Maine experience. Cool walks on the Atlantic coast, lobster, local beer, IPA in particular, and of course, L.L. Bean. All of you mail order aficionados out there know exactly what I'm talking about. Just a short pilgrimage north of Portland is the town of Freeport, which is nationally recognized as an outlet shopping mecca and the flagship bricks and mortar bean is its anchor. Millions of flannel-wearing Adirondack chair-loving monogrammed towel-hunting shoppers show up there every year to literally spend days trekking through thousands of square feet of merchandise. There's even a Ben & Jerry's ice cream shop in the store's courtyard, not far from the huge iconic outdoor bean boot. I learned recently, though, that there is a different sort of pilgrim altogether that makes his or her way to L.L. Bean. And no, they're not seeking the hiker's high one gets from roaming the grounds. Rather, their destination is the L.L. Bean's returns desk. Now, back in 1912, when the company was founded, in order to promote loyalty and confidence in his customers, Mr. Bean himself, coined the store's now legendary guarantee. Our products are guaranteed to give 100% satisfaction in every way. Return anything purchased from us at any time if it proves otherwise. We do not want you to have anything from L.L. Bean that's not completely satisfactory. And over 100 years later, Mr. Bean's company firmly stands by its founder's promise the legend is indeed true. You can take anything you've ever purchased from L.L. Bean and return it at any time for any reason and receive store credit. The radio show This American Life did a story on this phenomenon and exposed some of the moral complexity behind it. In fact, they go so far as to call the returns desk a moral Bermuda Triangle. (laughs) As in those who sail into it often find themselves trapped in a moral dilemma I've had these lambskin wool slippers for 15 years, they're deeply loved and disintegrating, but I could return them and get a new pair for free, no questions asked. What's a well-meaning, albeit budget-conscious, budget-conscious consumer to do? It turns out there's a spectrum when it comes to the consciences of these return desk pilgrims. Employees report that they get all kinds. Some come in to make legit returns, like say their turtleneck sweater didn't fit, so they wanted an exchange. However, one dissatisfied customer came back carrying a broken Adirondack chair just an hour after purchasing it, wanting another not because it was defective, but rather the ropes he used to tie it to the cop of the car with were. People have brought in used bedding, 40-year-old flannel shirts they got from a thrift store, wet camping gear used just once for a weekend outing, and even half-eaten cookies they bought that day at the snack counter. And L.L. Bean has taken it all back with a smile. It's known within the store that only employees with certain personalities can work at the returns desk. Employees are trained not to imply any judgment upon customers return requests, no questions, no conditions, not even a meaningful pause, regardless of how morally questionable the return might appear to be. You see, the normal rules of retail don't seem to apply at L.L. Bean. Instead of working to ensure that the cause for a return be worthy, the store has effectively taken the opposite tact. Instead, it simply says to its returns desk pilgrims, we'll take it all. All your tattered, all your broken, all your well-loved goods, we'll take it all. Today is Christ the King Sunday, the day traditionally reserved for the final Sunday during the season after Pentecost. And today ta- cap- caps off the stories and parables we've heard these last few months chronicling Jesus' earthly ministry, and we're reminded of the unique paradoxical quality of Jesus' kingdom. Just thinking of Christ as a king is somewhat ironic, I think, particularly if you consider the kings of Jesus' day, whose authority and power stem from a particular social hierarchy. Royalty resides at the top while all else are on less than, indeed, the least. And yet, this king tells stories about the joy found in dropping everything to recover a single lost sheep, or sparing no expense to throw a grand party for a wayward child. This king considers the hungry, the thirsty, the stranger, the naked, the sick, and the imprisoned to be worthy of no less than royal treatment. The least of these are the kings and queens in Jesus' kingdom. By the standards of this world we actually live in, this is absurd. Why would we treat a stranger as royalty when they haven't yet proven themselves to be worthy of that treatment? much less the imprisoned, who have proven to be unreliable or untrustworthy. It's risky. It's not good business sense. No, in this world, we tend to base our decisions on a quid pro quo type economy, right? We behave a certain way, we expect a certain outcome. We work hard, we see results. We break the law, we get punished. Why wouldn't we expect our relationship with God to follow the same pattern? Surely we should be healthy, clothed, law-abiding, well-fed, and socially connected to get God's attention. Surely we have to work hard at salvation to get it, right? No, says Christ the King. Salvation is freely given. Christ's kingdom runs on grace not deeds. His throne room houses the lost, the least, and the dispossessed. There, they are no less than royalty. From the perspective of this world, it seems Jesus has his priorities mixed up, but the moment you put yourself in the place of the lost sheep or the prodigal child, a recipient of Jesus's open arms in spite of Because of your brokenness, the true majesty of Christ's kingdom is revealed. Now, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but I'll bet a few of us, myself included, have gamed the system once or twice when it comes to returns desks. And there are a number of times when I've been turned away because I didn't have my receipt or I'd failed to read the fine print and just missed that 30-day window. Now returning used monogram bath towels is one thing, but when it comes to approaching that desk, hat in hand, trying to return the used, broken parts of my life, I'm comforted to know that God and L.L. Bean have something in common. No questions. No conditions. Not even a meaningful pause. We'll take it all. Amen.